This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mercy Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Thomas, and I'm the podcast coordinator and content specialist. And I am Dr. Brooke Keels, the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy. And I am Melanie Wise, the Senior Director of Outreach here at Mercy. We're so glad that you have joined us today. And y'all, we have officially hit one week till Christmas Eve. So. So one week in a day until the big day, it's coming, uh, it's coming fast. And as we are I really hope my closer, future self got all my gifts. <laughs> That's all I could think of when you said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Was, I'll let you go, Melanie. You go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I feel like every year, but especially for whatever this year for me, it's just like, what, what? Wait, right. how yeah. how did it get here? And yeah. y'all, we're trying to help every we're trying to help everybody prepare. Not maybe specifically with the Christmas gifts and all of that, but <laughs> right. more just the mental and emotional preparation for the season, if you will. Uh, also, hopefully, the spiritual preparation. Yeah, that's also yeah. important. Um, but you know, we've just kind of been we've covered a lot of ground over these last few weeks, really, with this kind of idea of the holidays are approaching. A lot of people are about to be with some family, but let's be honest, a lot of people are not about to be with some family. True. Because a lot of people are choosing not to travel this year, and we support your decisions uh, for, you know, being as wise as needed this holiday season. But if you're not traveling to be with extended family, that probably means you're going to be with your immediate family. True. God bless us, everyone. (laughs) Also, a Christmas quote. Anybody? God bless us, everyone. Come uh, on. Christmas Carol? Yeah. Little Good job. Timmy? Tiny Tim. Johnny? Tiny, Tiny Tim. Tim. <laughs> I went Timmy. straight to like Christmas vacation. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I think they do say it on there. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. If you listened to our show last week, guys, I quoted a Muppet Christmas song, and they both stared at me mm-hmm. like they had no idea. Sorry. Anyway, it made me very sad, so I thought I would just try another one this, this week. But anyway, <laughs> y'all... So, especially in a year like this, can there be some tension and some conflict that could rise to the surface amongst family members, um, whether that's extended or immediate? And so we just thought, you know what, as we're all trying to handle the inevitable friction that can come up with family, um, again, especially in a year like this one, um, it can send us into all kinds of different patterns that maybe aren't great uh, for Mm -hmm. people like maybe Rachel and myself, we can go into this avoidance place and like, we're not going there. We're not going there. We're not going there. Uh, in the case of one, like Brooke Heels, she might be like, Oh, we're going oh, there we are. and we're going to go there the whole time. We're just going to sit around <laughs> this table and just hash every little battle out that we can. That's right. <laughs> maybe <laughs> neither, neither of which is like the greatest approach. Um, and so everybody's <laughs> going to approach it differently. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think what we kind of wanted to talk about today is like, what if our, what if our overall mentality about 
conflict or our approach to conflict needs to have a little bit of a shift and just maybe we just need to look at it for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I would dare say that many, if not most of us, um, you know, we enter into conflict with some sort of personal agenda, personal goal. And let's be honest, that goal is usually what? To win. (laughs) To win. Right. It doesn't matter if you're an avoider like myself and Rachel, or if you are not an avoider like Brooke, it's usually like we approach conflict with a very personal goal to win the conflict. Mm -hmm. Apparently, and I didn't really learn this until marriage, that is not great. That's not a great (laughs) approach. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, the question that we would pose today is like, what if our, you know, desire for this like specific outcome to win um, when we're in conflict is actually, you know, hindering our ability to be like Jesus and (laughs) hindering our ability to like actually view the other person the way that Jesus would, which in the middle of conflict, I'm like, I don't care about that. I just want to win. Right. Right. But if we really want to take a look at it before the conflict hits, which is what we're hoping you're listening to this, you know, in that place, um, that's kind of what we just, we just want to dive into that. And so even right out of the gate, like, let's just talk about, you know, how would you guys say that like our expectations and our personal goals influence the way our conflicts play out? I mean, what would you even say to someone who's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have agendas with conflict. Right. I mean, like, you know, let's just start there. Let's start there. Well, you wouldn't have conflict if you didn't have an agenda. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and usually what the goal is not just to and to win usually means that this person completely agrees with your side yeah right everything or you beat them into submission and you don't really care if they agree with you because they leave you alone that's also another option spoken like Uh, a true ace everyone for some people Uh (laughs) that's it um yeah, I mean, and and I think you you pointed it out. We're kind of in it. We have a unique opportunity. Like, if you're get if we're talking about conflict in the holidays, like you know it's coming. Right. You're not like un, you know showing up and then all of a sudden Aunt Sally, who's been kind all this time, loses her mind. Now that may happen, but that's probably more entertaining than anything. So sure. <laughs> you know, let that play out. But like <laughs> we know the conflict we're going into, and so um, yeah, like we. Typically, and and conflict is a good thing. We've talked about that before. It actually helps you get to know each other and kind of figure things out. But conflict with an agenda, conflict in the heart of manipulation is is not what the Lord does. Um, I don't know if we've noticed that. He does not strong arm us into acting right, and which is the same way we can't do with other people. He doesn't manipulate and he doesn't bully. You know, the Lord doesn't do that. So how can we go into a situation knowing that maybe it's going to be uncomfortable and not manipulate and not bully, mm-hmm. you know, which by the really way, manipulate, us, right? I don't know, Rachel. I mean, I don't know, Brooke, if this is something you've said once, if I read this once, if I heard this, when mm-hmm. you say the word manipulation, like some people go, Whoa, that's a big, Whoa, I don't that's manipulate. Different. I don't manipulate. Right. 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 But I don't know where I heard this and you can even correct it if you think it's not an accurate definition, but I once heard somebody say manipulation is really you using any means that you need to use to try to get someone to change their yes to a no or their no to a yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you really look at it from that perspective, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. All the time. All the time. I do it all the time, especially with yeah. family. Yeah. There yeah. is a very famous quote in um, the study of family therapy that is one cannot not manipulate. 
Okay. Uh, but that's not a bad thing, right? Like we exist in this world, we interact with people, we, you know, we talk about different ideas, you know, we want to join on them, sure. but where we kind of, you know, but when it gets into a manipulation that's unhealthy, if you will, because mm-hmm. in and of itself is just existing. Yeah. But when it's unhealthy is, yeah, like how do I get you to change your mind instead yeah. of what if I had this thought and you had this thought and we could just be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, yeah. yeah, like, and so some of those tactics, but if it is, you know, either making people feel badly about how they see the world or feel right. or how they interact. And obviously we're not talking about like something that's really abusive or unhealthy. This is just sure. normal families that are crazy. Right. Yeah. But I just, <laughs> but I love that you pointed there. out the most like elementary piece to this of just saying like, like God, that's not how God functions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He lays out truth. He doesn't, he doesn't ever, you know, uh, right. mince words. Is that a thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's it. Got that it. all of a sudden did not sound like a saying, but it was still You're coming right. out. Um, like like he doesn't, he lays out the truth and then he says, but you can choose. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna, I'm not gonna push, force, coerce, manipulate. I just, I don't do that. And so it's right. like, okay, well, so there's a way to do this that doesn't deny truth, but also doesn't manipulate. There is actually yeah. a way. Yeah, no, that's so good. Well, and even thinking about this, like I know a lot of times in the argument, I get very, or maybe it's not even, it, it may just be a disagreement, however we're approaching it. But in that moment, I can get in this very me versus them. Mm-hmm. I'm right, you're wrong. Or even I'm, I wouldn't say this, but I'm righteous and you are, uh, you know, like. No, no, say the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> And thou thou art, you know, mistaken on many levels. Just that whole mentality of like, you know, I'm, I've got it right. I'm God's favorite. And obviously like you're not, and it kind of, it kind of strips away or, or at least in my mind, like I forget that the other person is made in the image of God, like that God loves them too, you know, and not mm-hmm. just like the generic, you know, Christianese love that we talk about but like he he is for them he pursues them and like this like God isn't necessarily rooting how do I say this yeah. rooting for me to be right in this <laughs> oh, oh girl he's like, been talking to me a lot about that lately so I'll try not to preach later he's not like he's not like yeah. in your corner cheering you, know, you on yeah, yeah. yeah I mean he self- yeah the mm-hmm. self, but so with that said, though that made that that kind of got me on this rabbit trail of thinking, like, okay, what if you are in a disagreement, and there is a moral issue at hand, there right. is something where there is yeah. right and there is wrong. How do you handle that with grace and still see the other person as an image bearer, you know, and and deflate that as best as you and as humbly as you can, deflating that self righteous, like I guess you know self righteousness on your own end. But how can you still show grace and be kind and hold the conviction in yeah. that disagreement? Does that make sense? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I am Anybody? about to jump out of my seat because I literally <laughs> have been talking about this all week. <laughs> I did not yes. know that we were doing this podcast. Lord. I'm very excited. <laughs> no. Okay. Guys. <laughs> <Let it be. laughs> 
this is no Scott and I were actually talking about this the other day if you have I don't know if the last few podcasts you can tell but Scott and I've been able to talk a lot because we've been quarantined together (laughs) Um, and so it's been amazing but one of the things is if let's say it's a moral issue and you believe you know the truth right Mm, right then our job is to let the truth stand on its own just like Mm. Melanie said the Lord lays it out and then you decide if you're going to pick it up or not yeah. Right. And so it's that same thing. If it, if it is a, a moral, you know, argument and which is so fun at, during the holidays, yeah. um, you know, you have to let the truth stand on its own. So if that is what you believe, if the Lord has shared this with you, like, hey, this is something I, you know, I know is from God, if you will, sure. you know, then then have confidence in that. And all you have to do is lay it out there. This is how yeah. I see the issue. This is why I believe the way I believe. This is why I feel that way. And what generally happens is someone else who doesn't agree with you, that doesn't see the truth, is is playing a dirtier game than you, Mm. right? So there's some level of baiting. There's some level of whatever. But I, you know, I really believe that if we were blessed with the with the truth, then it is our responsibility to let it stand on its own. Mm -hmm. I don't then have to meet you at name calling. And I also don't have to convince you because again, that's not what the Lord did. He doesn't come around. I know some of us may have to deal with this later, but (laughs) Jesus isn't going around making us feel bad. If you feel Mm -hmm. shame for not being moral or holy or whatever, that is not from the Lord. Mm -hmm. So if we don't act, if we act like Jesus, then at least we're giving somebody an opportunity to actually hear it and hear our heart, right? you know, in that conflict. And and, right. and it is possible. It is possible to just share like, hey, and you can also say like, from where you're coming from, I get why maybe you think that, you know, right. I just, this is just what I have seen. This is what I believe. This is what I know. Yeah. And, and if you just let the truth stand on its own, it will do the work, yeah. right? Like you, you don't have to, because I can tell you this, if you're fighting with somebody on it, they're never going to consider it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I don't care who has a good point. If you, you know, if I have to filter through your drama, sure. You know, you've, I've just, anyway, I'm not interested, you know? And so I don't know if that helps at all, but I just feel like it's, we can be confident in that. We don't have to be insecure in, in what we know to be true. Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. This is like an unbelievably hot topic, this especially oh, this yeah. year, because we've really danced you know, around it. As a as a true almost Enneagram 9 peacemaker person here. I'm always like, let's see both sides. But I do think that there is something to say about having an ounce of humility here Mm -hmm. and realizing that there is ultimate truth. We all know that. But also, is there a possibility that you might not be the sole holder of all the ultimate Mm -hmm. truth? Is there a possibility 
that, and I'm, and I'm speaking from a place of like living in a family where two of my closest family members are on opposite ends of the spectrum on almost every political or social issue out there. And the thing I think that happened this year is that it got so tied to morality and truth and Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they both believe with every ounce of their beings that their mindset on all the different things is the righteous, Mm Jesus-centered, gospel, word of God. Right way of looking at things. They both wholeheartedly believe that. Sure. And again, as, as a, as the peacemaker in the family, I listen to both and I'm like, I can see why you believe that your stance is the righteous one. I can see why you believe that it is. And you know what? There is ultimate truth. And maybe one of you holds it and the other one doesn't. Maybe neither of you do, but is there a chance that you could just be humble and mm-hmm. listen and yeah. not judge and understand the possibility that the other person who thinks differently on whatever the thing is yeah. believes that they are making the Jesus centered, righteous mm-hmm. decision. Yeah. And like, and again, it's just like, I have been as, as the peacemaker person, <laughs> I, it has been a horrifically hard year watching relationships get torn apart. Friendships get torn apart. People, you know, like I'm never going to talk to that person again. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because they don't agree. And I just believe with all my heart, there is absolutely a way to strongly disagree with someone, even on what's on what seems like a moral issue. There is a way to do it and still be in relationship. Like it sounds a little absurd coming out of my mouth. I'm like, no, but, sure. but that's what's happened this year. People are like, if people can't see this, they are probably going to hell. Yeah. They probably do not love Jesus and I will not be their friends. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy how much we saw that this year. And that is heartbreaking to me. I think it's heartbreaking to the Lord. Totally. It's so divisive. I just feel like it's from the enemy, that mindset, you know? Yes. And so I just think at the end of the day, and you know, I would say maybe this is the last thing we could kind of just talk about is like, what is the goal? If we're saying the goal is not to win, the goal is not to win the person over. We talk about boundaries all the time. Your role is not to get anyone to change their mind, their beliefs, their values. That's not your job. It never has been. It never will be. So Mm -hmm. if that's not the goal, then what would you guys say is like when you're entering into conflict, what should, what should your mindset and, and expectation be? I think it's, I mean, it's relationship and it's actually Mm. intimacy. You know, we talked about that on the attachment one, but like conflict should lead to intimacy, to knowing and understanding somebody better. And if you have nobody in your life that thinks differently than you, that Mm. is a problem. Mm. That is a problem. If you cannot be in relationship and if you disqualify people like this year, how many people I've heard, well, if they vote for this person, I'm out of the family. If they vote for that person, you know, then I don't want to have anything to do with them. That's your own character issue. Yeah, if yeah. you grow up like that, if you were just like, if they may do something I don't like, they're out of the family. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. It it's is. crazy. And if that hurts somebody's feelings, that's okay. Go talk to the Lord about it. Right. Like that is crazy. You, we should be able to talk these things through. So the goal of conflict should be building a relationship and it should be intimacy because someone believes the way they believe for a reason mm-hmm. based on their experiences, you know, and we were even, again, Scott and I were talking about this and I was like, you know, cause some people can get so passionate and we're like, you're talking crazy. And we're like, we know the truth. You're being very passionate and offended. But what, what that tells us though, is if someone is so passionate, 
there's a reason. They have not felt heard. They are seeing something that maybe we're not. And if we actually listen, so what about this really incites your passion? Help me understand that. Well, I've seen all these people be hurt and I've seen all of, you know, all of these things happen. Well then great. Meet somebody there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, that to me is the simple answer. Mm -hmm. And, and I think in saying that it's like one, I mean, if the, if the goal of conflict is relationship and oh my word, oh gosh, I'm still trying to learn this so much, especially in marriage. Oh my word. It's so hard to not go in with that. I want to win. I want to be right. I want to be the right one here. You know, I want to be able to prove it and I want you to feel it. Like, right. It's so I'm like, hard. I want you to move. I'm not moving. That's you right. Move. Cause I was, I'm, I'm always right. right. You know, it's yeah. just so hard. It's such a hard shift, but if yeah. the goal is relationship and the goal is intimacy, then, Oh my word to enter into conflict with a humble and listening heart. I'm like, seriously, especially when it's come to some of the heated issues of this year, I'm like, if people would just listen for yeah. like a second, just yeah. listen to the heart of the other person. Yep. You might see, oh, like mm-hmm. it may not and change your mind. Absolutely. Right. But you can understand the yes. context matters. Yes. That's the thing. If you just assume everybody's had your life experience and yeah. that they get it, then that yeah. is, that's so arrogant. Yeah. Like it is. And I'm saying this as one. Yeah. Again. I mean, it's, <laughs> I know, know like, we're talking to ourselves, y'all. Yeah. yeah, we are. Um, you know, but yeah, like if you, if you're just like, I just don't get why you can't understand this. Great. Mm-hmm. Then your next question, if your heart is relationship is help me understand, help me understand your perspective. And none yes. of it means that yes. you have to change your opinion and you probably won't, That's but right. you will build a relationship and you will understand someone better. Right. I have never been disappointed that I did that. Right. I know. I was like, never. can you imagine ending a conflict being like, wow, I feel heard and you feel heard. I know yeah. you better. You know me better. Like, I can't imagine, right. like, how fulfilling and, and would that be? Also, <laughs> if you actually care about thinking, how yeah. important it is, hear yeah. other people's thoughts and opinions mm-hmm. and why they feel that way and got there. And, y'all, I mean, I have, have a couple of very close friends that, I mean, we are just not on the same page of anything other than we love and respect each other. Yeah. But those are the conversations that get me thinking, that remind me. <laughs> about the world that exists outside of here, mm-hmm. you know, and those sorts of things and, and how we can love people well and be good to them. And it's, it's just important, no matter how broken you think somebody is, yeah. you know, or just like that. But if, if we are fighting for, for you need to join me, that's out of a place of, of, again, fear, manipulation and control. And that's not who the Lord is. Yeah. It's just yeah. not, you that's know, good. that's really, really so. good. Well, you know, when it comes to, uh, some practical takeaways. I have, I have one that we didn't really plan to share, but, oh, um, hey, dropping one on us. <laughs> it's just, it's actually something that I, you know, kind of walked into doing myself and it, mm-hmm. it not, it not only shifted my perspective on like this issue, it shifted my perspective just in general on, on kind of what all we're talking about here. There was a specific, and I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to start getting emails from people. Oh yeah, no. Only email a Starbucks gift card. That's, <laughs> That's <it>. right. <laughs> nice words, but seriously, do. Uh, there, there was a there's a specific you know kind of social issue mm-hmm. that that I've always just been like, okay, obviously this is the truth. Like, right. Obviously this is the right thing. 
Mm-hmm. And actually, I still believe that, right? Okay. But I, I was seriously in that mindset that I do believe a lot of people are in about a lot of issues where they say, okay. I don't understand how someone could love Jesus, how someone... Right how someone could know the Bible and actually believe this about this, right? I was in that place, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, and then I've, you know, when I find myself in conversation with people who don't believe that way, right? then I'm like, I don't really have a lot to add to the conversation other than like, well, you're wrong. Right. I just look at the Bible. I can't engage in the conversation because I'm just like, well, it's just, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's not right. That's wrong. Right. And I realized because, you know, I'm in relationship with some people who feel differently about that issue. Like I realized I don't really know what to say because I have no idea why they would think the way they would think. Right. Right. So I actually did some digging on it. I'm like some very strong Bible believing people believe this thing mm-hmm. about this issue. And I want to know why, like, where mm-hmm. did they get there? Because my mindset is you can't love Jesus and think this way. Right. Right. So I started doing some digging Again, it didn't change my mind, but it was almost like my way of listening, my way of taking the posture of humility and saying, I just want to hear, like, why do you think that way? Why do you see it that way? And when I did it, again, it didn't change my mind, but it helped me understand. I was like, I still don't agree, but okay. I now see how you got from A to B to C, and now you think this about this thing. Right. And so I'm like, I still believe it's not right. I still believe it's not yeah. the truth, but I now understand. I have a better understanding of how you got there. I don't think you hate Jesus. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So anyway, it was just when I did that, I realized like people believe, like exactly what you just said. People believe what they believe for a reason. They mm-hmm. didn't decide to just wake up one day and say, I'm going to, I'm going to believe, I, I think I'm going to believe something that's totally against the truth or totally right. against the word of God or totally not the heart of Jesus. Like they don't, there's a reason they got there. And so for right. you to take a posture of humility and listening and being like, I just, you know, I, I, I don't agree. I, I feel this way about this, but tell me more. Like, help me understand right. your perspective better. Oh right. my word. So now it's like, no matter what the issue is, when I disagree yeah. with someone, I am so interested to know how they got there and where that came from. Again, not to change their mind, just to understand. Oh, being curious about people. Yeah. Like that's just be curious. Help, yeah. you know, that, I think that's, it's just such a gift, honestly, yeah. to be able to do that and be curious where they're at. And you're right. It doesn't change. And because here's the other thing, let's just say that you're like, okay, I see how you got there. I'm really concerned because I feel like you're missing some major yeah. points here. Like, let's just say you're thinking that in your head, yeah. but you've listened to them yeah. you, you've, and then you can share your heart behind it too, which makes both people consider other options. Yeah. Right. And we don't have to be afraid to consider other options like we don't have to be afraid of what the Lord has told us in our heart and what we read. And you're right. I mean, people, cause you know, I can hear people being like, well, you know, they can use the Bible to justify it. That's right. But there's a reason they're trying to justify it. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they try and justify it? Yeah. You know, there, there's a reason that this is happening and you're right. They're not all. So when we start getting into, you know, I mean, you know, I joke with you all the time. I'm like, I guess they're going to heaven, but I don't really want to talk to them. <laughs> you know? I don't know. That's between them and the Lord. Like you kind of have to sometimes go and get in that place. But yeah, I mean, I, I, that's such a good point of just, just, just be curious and, yeah. and yeah. find out on your own and, and, and understand why. And then and have and, and here's the other thing. Yeah. And if they are riding the wave, if they're on a bandwagon and doing the thing, then you still ask. And then, 
you know, I get to talk to teenagers a lot and they're like, why this? And I'm like, well, how did you come to that conclusion? And they have no idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. But guess what? I didn't shame them. Mm-hmm. I gave them an opportunity to go, Hey, some of us actually listen and are thinking about what you're saying mm-hmm. and you need to go think about what you're saying too. Mm-hmm. That's like how we as the older people right, <laughs> to help, you right. know, somebody else. And if yeah. I say something and somebody older and wiser than me is like, well, how'd you get there? You know, well, then I have to justify that. And that's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a good thing because I may it go helps back people like, use their brains. Mm-hmm. That's right. It does. It's really yeah. good. It's really good. Yeah. So that, okay. That was a really, really, really long roundabout way for me to, to throw a little, good, this isn't even a takeaway. It's just a challenge. I challenge you yeah. to think of some issue that you feel super strongly about. Maybe even an issue that you see as such a strong moral thing that you actually know that you have judgment in your heart towards people who think differently, like whatever that thing is. And just start digging or maybe even be so bold as to like actually call up one of those people or meet up if you so want to. I'm not telling you what to do with your life uh, right now, but do whatever you want to do to have a conversation with somebody who believes differently and listen, like no agenda, no trying to change their mind, just listen and just see what happens. Because there's a chance that it could shift not just your mentality um, towards that person. I'm not saying go in with a, a, you know, a desire to change your mind or your opinion, but more just from the larger perspective of listening to someone who disagrees with you and being able to still be in relationship and give them the gift of a listening ear. That's my, that's my challenge. Okay. But then, you know, as far as just another couple of takeaways, I would encourage you guys to just ask, ask the Lord to reveal if there's any areas of like even current conflict in your life where you have tried in the past, maybe or even currently trying to control or, you know, manipulate the situation for your own end goal, for your own, you know, personal desired outcome. Um, and, you know, just, you know, repent and ask the Lord to help you let go of that control, let, let, let go of that need to change another person's mind. Um, and really ultimately ask him to give you his, <laughs> it's a, this can be a pretty crazy prayer to pray when you mean it, like for him to actually give you his heart for that person and to see that person the way that he sees them, even if the conflict is with like a significant moral issue, that he would give you his heart and his eyes for that person. That's right. So. No, and you have to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I work with couples to walk through some really hard things to the level of, you know, whatever the worst thing you can think of, go there. Mm -hmm. And the only way that forgiveness can happen and reconciliation can happen is that the person who was wronged, how, how does the Lord see this person now? Yeah. You know, yeah. How does the Lord see them? Because you can't have your own heart for somebody. Cause sometimes it's that severe, like they are hurting me, you know, and if it's hurting you what they believe, then I still say, you got to go take that to the Lord yeah. because nobody's opinion should be able to move, move your heart in that yeah. way. You know? That's good. Um, and so being able to see how am I supposed to interact and be there. But, but, you know, we say that like, Lord, let me see things. No, that is sometimes the only way. And and we shouldn't just Christianize it, you know, Mm -hmm. and gloss over it. It's Mm -hmm. an important thing to do. When you actually let him do it, some crazy stuff. It really is. It really is. (laughs) It's a good thing. So, Oh my. All right. Well, we went lots of places y'all. Yeah, we did. um, (laughs) That feels right for the end of the year. (laughs) 
I just, I do. I hope that like, especially if you're listening and you're like, oh, I know I'm walking into a war zone this Christmas. I hope that this has been just encouraging, maybe a little bit challenging um, and, and really will help to serve you even way beyond the holidays as you just navigate conflict in the future and in this coming year. Um, so we hope that you're encouraged and we will look forward to seeing you next time. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.